Hi, I've got Matt Butler and Olivia Till here. Um, my name is Rick Van Wackham. I'm the Director of uh, Sport and Co-Curricular at, at St Andrews Cathedral School. And we are doing the first ever podcast with our sport captains. Uh, I'm hoping that it'll be an ongoing podcast with different sporting identities within the school. So Matt, can you tell me a little bit about yourself uh, before you came to school? Before I came to St. St. Andrews, yeah. Um, well, I went to school uh, at a public school near where I live, and I never really, they didn't really have much school sport. They just had um, the occasional tournament that um, a rugby team went to or PWSA on Fridays. And so most of my sport I did outside of school. So I uh, played rugby on the weekends for my local club, and I did athletics as well. And Liv, how did you um, get involved? Well, yeah, like Matt, my school, my primary school didn't have, um, like, organised sport. But I was mostly, like, an individual sporting. I didn't play any team sports, so I did, like, gymnastics and swimming. Those are my two main sports. Yeah, and I just, yeah, did swimming on, like, Saturday morning, like, competitions and that, and then, like, training in the week. And then, after, and then before that, it was, like, lots of gymnastics. Has that changed? Yes, yes. I uh, now I do not do gymnastics or swimming, as <laughs> a matter of fact. But um, gymnastics, yeah, it didn't really, yeah, it didn't really like suit it very much. Like I enjoyed it, but then because I was quite tall, actually, like surprisingly, when I was younger, they were like, "Oh, you're probably a bit tall for it." And for some reason, well, now I know now why. But for some reason, when I did like um the splits on like one side I'd always get like really bad hip pain and then that just yeah I always got hip pain doing it and now I know why that didn't sit well why, why did you get hip pain um because like the right side of my body like my hip flexes and all that are like really tight okay yeah so you need to work on that right side of your body yes yes fair enough and that's also why I'm bad at brushstroke in swimming I always like sucked at the kicking part uh, I, I can't get that <laughs> kick working in uh, it just doesn't work to me and Breaststroke and backstroke. I think it's really dumb. What backstroke? I uh, because you splash your face all the time. You can't breathe. No, yeah. that's butterfly. That's butterfly. When you're going you down, and you're basically waterboarding <laughs> yourself. Fair enough, uh, Matt. You've uh, you've done a bit in athletics, I believe, uh, and you're a bit of a hammer thrower and discus and chop put and discus, all three, or just it's sort three? of changed really yep. as I so really. So I've been doing athletics for a long time just with club, just for fun. Um, ever since we saw some ad on the TV and we just thought, I'll give it a go. But uh, I really started doing more competitive athletics in primary school when mm. I, so I made it through the, well, just the school's competition to zone and I actually did well at zone and I decided I, I enjoyed it. So I wanted to do more and I just started doing coaching, training a bit more, like not even very much, just a few times a week, one or two times a week. and then. I just sort of progressed more. I think the next year I made it to regional for shot put, that is. And then the year after that, I actually won nationals. But it was funny because this was year six. I, um, I only made it into nationals on my last throw at state by one centimetre. Oh, one centimetre. And then... Did they have to recheck the measurement? They did, actually. Yeah. And then the kid who I beat was crying. Oh, really? He was, he was so devastated that he didn't <laughs> make it in. But then... I went and won national. So it like sort of made up for that because it's like I only beat you by a little bit, but then I 
So was your throw at nationals far bigger than the oh, one at a, state? It was a massive PB yeah, right. at the time. Okay. It was like, yeah, so that was really good. Well, that was in Tasmania. And then the next year was... They have seven. lighter air in Tasmania. It flies yeah, further, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but then, Is that then, like a serious thing? No. Oh. Oh, no, no. Joking. The shock was too big to be really affected by it. Uh, and then the next year was year seven here, so I competed for the school. I made it to state, but all schools has a weird sort of the way that nationals works is that age groups are grouped in a certain way, so that own like if I was young for my year in year seven, so I couldn't progress, but that was fine. And then the next year, shot put again, and this is the year I started doing hammer throw. So, yep. um, and I've done discus all the way through this, but it was never really my favorite. I only ever did it just because I was doing shot put already. Yep. And I'm now progressed to kind of just doing hammer because don't have as much time with rugby um, increasing and school obviously. So I just do hammer at the moment, and it's oh, it's really fun and it's more of a niche throw because for some reason the little athletics clubs don't like doing it, even though because they think it's unsafe. Yeah, I can like, imagine that ball with a chain hanging off the side. But they all over the when you're swinging it away from yourself. Really, as long as you have a proper cage, it's not going to hurt anyone because if you let go of it wrong, it's going away from you. Yeah, I guess so. No. It's, if you teach <laughs> it early, other if you teach it early, it's all right. But uh, no, yeah, it's it's really fun, and so that's sort of where I am with athletics at the moment. So, you're where do you want to go with hammer throw? Do you want to go? You're not the smallest guy out there, so uh, I guess that's why you keep kept on beating everyone. But uh, <laughs> not everyone. Not so, everyone. So hammer throw, I've never been like at the top in. Because um, actually, a guy I also play rugby with, and I've known for a long time. He he is an incredible hammer thrower. He tra- he trains year round, just constantly for it. Absolutely incredible. Is he so like massive? He beats me. Not really. He's pretty short, but he's very stocky. Which oh, is, right. And he's got long arms, which is like that's like a hammer thrower feel. Yeah, okay. But um, yeah. Where I want to go with it, I don't really have any intentions of sort of pursuing athletics more than just for fun or as right. a hobby. I've always been more interested in rugby than athletics, if anything. Yeah, we'll come back to that in a moment. So uh, I should tell people that Olivia doesn't really go by the name of Olivia. (laughs) She goes by the name of Till. So Till's your surname. Yes. Uh, How did we end up with Till rather than Olivia? (laughs) Well, there were three, in year seven, there were three Olivias in our year. And so everyone sort of just got called by their last name. But, like, Till sort of stuck for me because I guess it can be people's first name. So, yeah, it just stuck for me. And I, I think the last time we had a conversation about this, you actually said you preferred Till to Olivia. Oh, yeah, yeah, because Olivia's such a basic name. Like, and my middle name's Rose, right? So Olivia Rose, like, it's a really uh, basic name. So Till, I just feel like it's a bit, you know, out there. Okay. But not as many people have how, it. How are all the Olivia's listening to this would feel about you saying it's such a basic name? Oh, no, they'd probably be sitting there like, yeah, I agree. Oh, really? <laughs> like, I, yeah, no, it's, it's okay. like the number, it's been the number one name for like like 10 years now or something. Right, like and Till is name. the number... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Probably so, yeah. doesn't even rank on the Yeah, list probably doesn't get it there. So, Till... You were into gy- gymnastics and into swimming. Yes. But now you're basketball and netball, is that right? Yes. Which yes. is your preferred? Netball. 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 Why yeah. netball? Um, 
Well, I guess I, my first netball team was in year seven, like with school, because it was compulsory. And then, and I was still doing swimming at the time. And because swimming and also gymnastics, but I stopped doing that by then, is like a sport that you need to do a lot of training, yep. like a lot of hours a week to even be like, you know, like average at it. And so I sort of just like, yeah, like the team sport, like netball, like the team environment, and like was just more fun, like more enjoyable. And so I enjoy that aspect of more like the team. Yeah. It's people. interesting watching. I've many have had the great opportunity to watch both of you play your different sports, and till you're very much a a team person. You you play point guard in basketball. Uh, generally speaking, you're the distributor of the ball. You, um, your enthusiasm and passion tends to bring the team together. That's been my experience of, of you. Matt, you're kind of, because of your size, uh, you just kind of bring people together. It's like um, all the little guys are following you down the field, you know, <laughs> and trying to get the ball off you. Uh, how do you guys see yourselves in a team? So maybe, uh, Till, uh, is that right for um, you or not? I like I like the way you put that, but I think I like um, slowly have gotten like more confidence to like be that person like in team. But before I would just sort of like sit at the back and just like do whatever people say. But now I think, yeah, I I mean I guess everyone would like to think of themselves as someone that like unites the team or whatever. But I just think if you can make it, like everyone feel included and then everyone can like play well when they feel included. So great. Well, for me, I feel like um. At least for me, my sort of positional role in the team sports I play has kind of changed as I've gotten older. Um, so when I first started playing, well, I first started playing rugby league actually before I played uni. And um, Do we need to continue this interview, or oh, so <laughs> I hate it now, but okay, what can I say? That's alright. What? Um, but what about watching it? It's bad to watch. Anyway. Right? <laughs> but um, in the when I first started playing league, I um. Well, I was always way bigger than other people since I was young, at least at that age especially it's more pronounced because not everyone's really growing at the same rate. So my role was definitely in that team very much take the ball and run, like not really anything more than that. Yeah. And um, as I progressed, especially coming into Union, I think I've developed more of a sense of how to play in a team. Um, Part of this would have definitely been when I, so I used to play up a, above my age group in Union to play with my friends from primary school, but yep. when I moved back down to my actual age group, the coach was Rod Kafer, who is a yep. ex-Wallaby, and um, so I played with his son, and, uh, and he's an amazing coach, and he really, he really came to me at a crucial time when I was playing sport and sort of taught, at least for me, taught me how to read the game more and how to work more with the people around me, stay together in defense, you know, work on these structured structured plays and stuff. And that was a really sort of turning point in my game. And I think now I play more of a role as, yeah, obviously run the ball, like sort of lead the team as much as I can, but also try and make sure everyone's working together and mm. not just one out. So Till plays point guard in uh, basketball. Net, in basketball, and what position do you play in netball? Um, centre court, but mostly now wing attack. Right. Okay. Yeah. 
But I, I relate to that. Like, I feel like it's actually a skill in itself to be able to make other people look good. Like, you put yourself in a position so that Absolutely. people, like, you know, take that drive on, like, the court or whatever, and then you can pass the ball to them. And, like, even though it makes them look good, it's, like, the skill of setting it up or whatever, and, like, allowing yeah. them to So do what that. position are you playing now in rugby? In rugby, um, I've always been a forward, uh, although sometimes I go into the backs if it's needed. But um, at the moment, second row and number eight. Yes. So, um, So, you said you weren't planning on taking hammer throw any further, but your focus was on rugby. Do you want to go further with rugby? I've always thought of it as an option, if I wanted to. Like, when I finish school, I'll probably play um, shoot shield. Um, yep. Go into what that. team? So, go into Gordon. either Gordon Colts, or maybe if I go to uni at Sydney Uni, I might play for them. Yep. But uh, that really depends. And, like, if I keep enjoying it, keep wanting to get better... I might go into that rugby pathway, but I've never really, I've never really had a, just a 100% certainty that I wanted to go into like a professional sport or anything, or right. that's like, okay. I, I've really just, if I, if I end up doing that, I'll enjoy it, but it could be, I could go anywhere as well. Yeah. Well, that kind of leads into where we're at at the moment in that, you know, we're in this COVID-19 mm. um, pandemic and we haven't really had a chance to see you guys, you know, playing on the field, you know, uh, leading the school in uh, in your different sports. How has that affected you? Are you, you know, disappointment, um, challenges for you guys, what you'd like to see, the ISA are hoping to get going in the first week of next term. What are your thoughts um, for, how do you feel right now? How do you think you, you're, friends on your team feel about it are you desperate to get back on the court Till? well we were talking about this on the way up like on the walk up to here Matt and I we were saying um, how I feel like the one thing that like the main thing that everyone knows the sport captains do is like talking like promote or talk at assembly and say like these teams are playing here and whatever and then you get to like sort of you know like get everyone involved in like all the sports in like winter particularly yeah. so then it's sort of yeah like I guess we don't really know what we're missing out on but it's like at the same time you know that like that's what you could be doing then also makes you like appreciate um that like last year we could just like how lucky you were to just like go and play with your friends like after school training and stuff like with good facilities and all that like it makes you appreciate and you think back and you're like oh wow like yeah you took that for granted but <laughs> now you can't do it and it sucks <laughs> And you, Matt? Yeah, it's been particularly bad um, um, for me and my the first 15 rugby this year because we came in this... This season was looking really good for us. We'd had yeah, a, certainly was. a very... Uh, a much larger amount of people um, uh, eligible to play first than not usual. Um, they'd all been... We'd have been having extra team pre-season trainings. Lots of people had been coming to them. And we were really looking forward to this season and coming in and looking to make semis, make finals and win the comp this year and while that's still an option it's well the COVID-19 has really messed up that because we haven't trained for a long time we've only just started getting back into team training so everyone has been trying to get their own um, staying fit staying strong in the break but it is hard when you don't have your own equipment you're not with your team but uh, yeah we have started training again on Saturdays as a group and it's uh, looking good so hopefully we get that Term three start for a seven round season. I know for me personally, 
I've been in this role for five years and I thought it would take four to five years to uh, get students to a point where I felt that we were really pretty competitive. You know, it was about putting in processes, good coaching and so on. And we had success at the beginning of the year with the mm. girls' basketball team, yeah. and of which a number of those girls played netball. So I think that, uh, and the same with rugby, I, I should say that, you know, it's been a developing um, process yeah. and we've, we've put different structures in place and I was really excited for this year. Yeah. You know, uh, Building the right sort of culture to it around the school with yeah. like wanting to yeah. get into sport, wanting to play for other people sort of thing and it's sort of a setback for that. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a setback. It's a disappointment. So I think, you know, we've got these seven weeks of next term to kind of really... Uh, that's if we play and hopefully yeah. it all keeps going and we will be right to play. Um, you know, it's the last, what, nine weeks or ten weeks of school for you guys. Mm-hmm. So wh- how do you think that you're going to approach that, that final seven weeks of winter sport? I'm not sure, actually. I haven't, no one's really put it like that before, so I haven't really thought about it. But I know that our team was so much like your team, like the your rugby team, like our netball team, we felt like every everyone was finally starting to like, like come together and like we had a good team that we were sort of we were quite like confident that we could actually like win like a grand final and then like Miss Leeds like being such a great coach and we're all just like really geeked for the season and then yeah. So I don't know, I guess it'll still be like that obviously, but then with so many of us being in year twelve, I mean it'll probably affect that to a certain extent. But hopefully to be honest, the best thing it could be would just be just to like be successful in terms of like winning games and stuff and then also at the same time be like a good um like what's the word like a good outlet to just forget about being in year 12 and just like play with your friends just for play. like yeah, yeah just, just the last year yeah. like ever since you since you've done ever since you seven yeah mm. so uh just to finish off actually before we finish off how it's been a different year for being sports captains yeah. uh two questions how excited were you to get the sports captain's role? And what would you advise the next sports captains to, to do that you weren't able to do this year? So, Matt. I was, um, I know for me at least, I was really excited to be sports captain because throughout my years from at this school, from year seven all the way up until year 11 even, I've really looked up to the, well, the leadership team in general but also the sports captains because I have been very interested in sport and the role they play in promoting it throughout the school and really getting everyone involved I thought was really important and um, well this year we've with the um, isolation we had to go into and that there was that sort of disconnect between the, the entire school community really we tried to put stuff out there on what well, we had fitness Fridays and um, we tried to still promote sport and fitness um, in the school community and I think that next year where the sports captains are like they should realize that the connection they have with the student body um, is important and really trying to get them involved in sport is one of the biggest parts of the role and like not take for granted the fact that there is a connection yeah yeah can I just say how impressed I was with you two two guys in that space uh, it wasn't something that Miss Kelson, as head of sport, or myself, uh, asked you to do it. 
And the first I knew about it was that my daughter told me that, you know, it had come up on Instagram. Was that right? I don't know. And, and I went, what? I, you know, um, Till and Matt have put together the, these Fitness Fridays. And I went, oh, wow. You know, and I, I think I actually even signed up to Instagram as a result of that. Uh, so, yeah, very impressed with you guys for doing that off your own bat uh, and engaging, um, engaging the students in a different way. Till, what, what would your recommendations be and how excited were you? Um, well, yeah, I was quite excited, especially because I feel like, um, particularly for the girls, there was just so many people that could have gotten it. Like, it really could have gone to anyone, so it was pretty exciting that it was me. <laughs> but at the same time, like, the you fact... You were the best. Well, but, <laughs> yeah, but to me, it sort of, yeah, well, I just thought that, um, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was exciting, but... um um, I would say, well, we always like had ideas that we were going to do that. Yeah, we'll do this, we'll do that. And then because of COVID, like we couldn't do it. And so it's sort of like to me just said, like, instead of just saying like, you're going to do this, just do it. Like, because you don't know like what will come up, like whether it's school, like that you're too busy to do it or like, like a national, international pandemic, like that, no one would pick that, but things that like just come up in the way. So if we like just did things like, um, tournaments and that that we were planning on organizing like straight away mm. yeah yeah tough tough things now uh you guys are kind of semi-unique in that both of you have a parent working at the school um, that's true mm. has, has that yeah, nepotism? yeah it could be. uh how has that gone for you uh, this is away from sport has it been okay uh you still get on with your dads or um or it's been really bad yeah. Uh, okay, I'll go first. Um, yeah, no, it's been uh, perfectly fine, pretty actually good, um, having my father, Richard Butler, work here. Yeah. Um, Shout because, out. <laughs> because he was already um, playing a fairly large role in some, a lot of my sport. Um, he was, he's been the president of the athletics club I, uh, I compete at and I coach at um, for a years and he always helped with the sax athletics program when it came around helping find coaches coaching himself and um it sort of just flowed him coming into it he's not a teacher i don't really interact with him outside of the sport environment in the mm -hmm. school and yeah. so it, it's really just a continuation of the relationship we've always had and you know sometimes i get that inside information on what's happening always good to have inside information sport department. so uh yeah, no, it's been pretty good, actually. Cool. Well, mine's, like, the exact opposite to Matt's. Like, we... It's been bad? No, no, not oh, in that way. Okay. But I mean, like, so Matt, for example, like, doesn't interact with his dad every day, but then he's involved in the sport. And mine's the exact opposite. Like, I see my dad, I guess, because his office is right near my locker every day. And obviously, because it's my dad. But not in, like, the sporting, like, mm -hmm. terms. But I think the one thing it's sort of highlighted to me, because obviously he's been doing well selecting a house captain for like 15 years now it's sort of like he was like oh don't want, like leadership is just you know not the luck of the draw but like you never know what you're gonna get and it sort of like keeps you grounded because I guess if someone says like you're the school captain or you're the school captain you can like run away with that idea and think that like you're God's gift to the universe or something but it's like kept you grounded in that sense <laughs> like just you know don't worry about it just keep like they chose you because you, they just want you to keep doing you not because they want you to do anything like extra so it's like given a 
a new perspective on like leadership and what he like really thought about it as opposed to like what you like I guess what other teachers put out as like the professional like you know output that they should give you know it's mm-hmm. so, like giving a little insight what right. he thinks yeah so final question it's a double banger one is what are you planning on doing when you leave school and what do you think you'll be doing in 20 years time what would be your vision for your future in 20 years time till you get to go um, first well this is this is a very very new and by new i mean like literally over the weekend i like okay. sort of thought of it cuz when i was younger i always wanted to be a nurse right and someone um turned me against it cuz they were like well you know the amount of um like study and like skill that's required versus the amount of pay it's just not worth it and like the hours and stuff but I always wanted to be a nurse because whenever I went to hospital and stuff, the nurses would always scare me. And so I thought it'd be like you Did could. You go to hospital a lot of times. Well, not not really. Not but, really. Oh, okay. Well, a bit, but like just whenever <laughs> you did for any reason, whatever. Then I felt like it was a like the nurses had like an opportunity to like you know talk to people and stuff. And like in my experience, they didn't. So then I was always like that could be kind of fun because you like you know make people feel better. And that sort of stuff. So, yeah, and now I'm sort of, you know, leaning towards that. But also a PE teacher. They're like my two two parts. Very okay. different. But so you still haven't made up your mind? No. Right. <laughs> no. Okay. So I can't play this back in 20 years' time and embarrass you or something like that? <laughs> Maybe. If I get like a 99A time and go into like electrical engineering or something. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. But So yeah. we don't know what 20 years' time will be like? No. No clue whatsoever. Yeah, okay. Matt? I'm a, a little different, I think. I'm pretty sure what I want to go do, because I definitely want to do some higher education. I want to go to uni, mm-hmm. do a degree. And I'd always struggled with sort of what I wanted to do there. But recently I've sort of narrowed it down to, because I have no clue what I want to do. I have no clue where I'll be in 20 years. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that straight away. But um, so I want to keep it broad. So I know, and I know that I like science. It's my favorite subject. All my favorite subjects at school are the science ones. It's what interests me. My extended essay I'm doing is science, not anything else. So I knew I wanted to do that, and so I narrowed it down to my preferred, preferably what I'd be doing next year is a Bachelor of Science at, I want to go to Sydney Uni. Um, and That's where I did my Bachelor of Science degree. You did a Bachelor of Science? I did a Bachelor of Science wow. at Sydney University. And, I, and I'd want to do probably majors in applied medical, Applied medical science and biochemistry. Right. And then we'll see where that goes because that could lead into a lot of things. But you all, I could always just go completely different though too. My dad has a degree in psychology yep. and works in the sport department in Saks. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, look, they say that your generation will have something like you know, 10 different jobs over the course of your career. Um, and who knows where it might end up being. And... and you know, you just said, you know, you have a science degree and I actually have a pure and applied mathematics. Yeah, uh, I didn't know, I that. Did know that. Yeah, actually. But, yeah. But here I am looking after sport and for 20 years of my life I was looking after outdoor education programs. Yeah. So, you know, life does change and, you know, you follow your dreams, you follow your partners, um, you, uh, you take the opportunities that they come. So I encourage you to do that, to... Follow your dreams, follow your passions, um, maybe get into hammer throw uh, <laughs> at university, uh, carry on sport. Um, so thanks so much for your time.
and we'll see how the first podcast is received. We shall. Okay. Yeah. Thanks so much. See ya.